Get ready for an episode of Bob Sledding in the Caribbean. Gorgeous beaches, cliff jumping, Usain, Bob Marley, crazy taxis, a national motto of out of many, one people. And is marijuana legal? Welcome to the episode of Jamaica with the travel agents. We're the travel agents coming to you with tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise. The travel agents bringing you the latest travel news. Hey, what's up? I'm Brian. And I'm Will. And we're your hosts for the Travel Agents Podcast. We're joined here with fellow travel agent colleague, Robin. Thanks for having me, Brian. And Will, I super appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, it's great Happy to have, to have you, here. you We're here to talk about Jamaica. So when you become a travel agent, you learn pretty quickly that you're just going to have to learn about Jamaica. I remember within a couple weeks of becoming a travel agent, I had a map of Jamaica on my desk about every single day, just trying to learn what is up with Montego Bay, Negril, Lucy, Ocho Rios, Kingston, Bob Marley, Blue Mountains, all this different stuff because it's a super popular destination. And as you're going to find out today, it is just growing beyond belief. The demand for Jamaica is huge. So much to do. So full of culture. Such great weather. Um, such great amount of flights to get there. So many resorts to choose from. How on earth do you pick where to stay and what to do here? And that's our goal for this episode, to tell you about Jamaica and how to best capitalize on your vacation there. I'm joined by Robin, who was just in Jamaica recently. How, when were you there? I was there in March, uh, beginning of March for three nights. You have 2021. Yeah. And I was there a couple of years ago. And we're going to kick it off with our defining words. These are bird's eye view uh, words that kind of just capture uh, our overall experience of Jamaica. Here's three words to help you. Here's our defining words. All right, so word number one is authenticity. I've not really seen another island in the Caribbean that draws so many people in based on their authentic, homegrown culture. Yeah, but that as well as products. Sure, yeah. There's so many kind of things that feel like it was kind of birthed out of Jamaica. So, for example... If you're addicted to the Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee, many people are. That's where it's grown. That's where it tastes the best, right? If you're a rum drinker, they have the Appleton Rum Factory right there in Jamaica. I think everyone's heard of jerk chicken. I will say it was the best jerk chicken I've ever had. And uh, I know I've had clients who go and come back with their hair braided. And what's it What's oh, it yeah. called? When the, the cornrows. Yeah, yeah. So, um Anyways, I, I just think it has a an interesting draw in that way. A unique that, charm. Yeah, I've not seen anything quite like it. And it's almost like you, you have to go to Jamaica to get that. So that's word number one. Defining word number two is all-inclusive. We're talking about resorts. So very what, popular within Mexico and the Caribbean. What is an all-inclusive resort? Yeah, these are resorts that are super popular in the in Mexico, in the Caribbean. We really don't have them in the US. I can think of maybe less than a handful in yeah. the US. You have like in Florida. To, exactly. In you have to go overseas to get there. 
Um, but these all-inclusive resorts, it's the option where you pay once and everything's included. The idea of, and it's, it's usually we sell it in a package, right? For the, you get the best bang for your buck, you get the flights, the airport transfers, all the tipping and gratuities, all the food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, specialty dining, drinks, including alcohol with, that's your beer, wine, liquor, soda, coffee, specialty coffees and pastries as well as even lots of activities on the resort. So you bundle that all together. It's truly that idea that you get to put your wallet in the in-room safe and forget about it. And it's uh, it's really taken off. I, I don't know why we don't do it in the U.S. I'm guessing because it would cost too much and it's all, they're already making enough money. Why, why add this? But um, I will say all-inclusive resorts are, are a huge draw to Jamaica. The majority of resorts you'll see are going to be all-inclusive. I got two more third word give it to us growing this is an island that i I remember my parents friends talking about going to jamaica like 30 or 40 years ago and there was kind of nothing really a handful of resorts to choose from the roads were awful and flights in there were few and far between let me tell you i remember uh in 2019 i think houston had six flights per day uh, to Jamaica. That's just one city. You had Atlanta with multiple flights, Miami. You had New York, and that's surrounding uh, both Newark and JFK having flights in, as well as Charlotte, Philadelphia, and then the West Coast as well. Do we know what's causing the growth or what caused the growth? Yeah, I think um, the more they've, they've just added phenomenal resorts, they've, uh, with the money they've made, they have better. Um, better roads. So the infrastructure in Jamaica looks great now. For example, to get from Montego Bay to Negril takes 90 minutes. And I think a lot of people complain about that an hour and a half. But yeah. in reality, you should have seen what it was 30 years ago. It wow. Maybe it was twice that long wow. to get there, right? Yeah. It's also so, a very beautiful drive, I will say. Really? Driving yeah. along the coast is stunning. Did you find it was almost like a cultural experience? Yeah, I mean, and we drove through neighborhoods. Our driver was kind enough to point things out to, you know, give us some fun facts, you know, about the country, about the different neighborhoods we were driving through. We drove through uh, where he grew up. So, I mean, it wasn't just like a boring, terrible drive. It was interesting. Views of the water, views of the, you know, you got to see different buildings, different houses and things like that. So that's such a great point, Robin, because two areas in Jamaica I'm most excited about, Negril and Ocho Rios. They're both 90 minutes, an hour and a half from the Montego Bay Airport where you fly into. And I tell people, don't let that hinder you. It's a beautiful drive and you actually end up learning a lot on the drive. Absolutely. Fourth word, I think this might be the best word to describe the the Jamaican culture. It's chill. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It is so chill and laid back. It's very relational. I want to describe this in the best way I can without sounding stereotypical, but I want to compare um, the service you might get in like Cancun, Mexico versus the service you get in Jamaica. And the best way I can explain it is that in a place like Cancun, Mexico, the service is going to be very quick and expedient. They are there to help as many people as fast as possible and get you exactly what you need. By the end of it, most people, most of my clients want to take their, um, you know, uh, servers home with them from Mexico, right? Because, wow, they were just so helpful. Imagine how much work I could get done if they could be, you know, helping me around the house, right? Sure. 
in Jamaica, it's different. I felt personally in my experience was that when I was um, interacting with servers in Jamaica, it was relational. It was chill. There was an idea of them caring about me and asking about my family and telling me stories about their family, their childhood, um, and all that kind of stuff. And it was really special, but nothing was quick. So I think if you go to Jamaica expecting quick, expedient service that's like they're just waiting on you hand and foot, I think you could be disappointed. But I think you'll find that you end up leaving wanting, like, that you end up leaving having made a dozen new friends, friends that like you'd want to hang out with on the weekends. Yeah, that's much better than the Mexican experience, at least for me. Yeah, it, it's it's just different. That's yeah, the best way I yeah, can explain it. For sure. Different people find fall in love with Jamaica. Some people go to Jamaica and say, you know, that was a good experience, but it's not for me. And I get that. I yeah. won't push them to go back. Sure. That's it for our defining words. And I'm eager to talk about our Robin and my high and low of our Jamaica trip. I'm excited to hear about it. Sometimes things are good, sometimes they're bad too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you. So Robin, you want to kick it off with your high for the trip? Absolutely. So my high was um, sandals. I stayed at Sandals Negril. It's gorgeous, right on the beach, literally stepped to the water. Um, and I think I was very curious about sandals because I had seen the television ads, I'd seen the ads on the internet, and so for me, it was a good time to get to know the brand. Um, yes, they're all over the Caribbean, but Sandals Montego Bay is their flagship property. Um, whereas, I mean, there's a little bit more going on than Sandals Negril, but Sandals Negril was super chill, right on the water. Everyone was just absolutely f- fabulous. What is it about this particular resort that is so unique or so amazing compared to the other resorts? What makes it the flagship of Sandals? I would say... Um, one of the main differences from my understanding is that there, instead of it being like a property management company where a lot of hotels are just, you know, the, they slap the brand on it like Sandals is Jam- Jamaican's own Sandals from my understanding, if that's correct. Mm-hmm. And so the people that they hire, the level of service, they know your names. Um, when I went, um, one, someone in our party was, was gluten-free and she... One of like the rest, one of the people who makes the restaurant reservations, like tracked her down and made sure to say, "Hey, at this restaurant, this is what you can eat." So like before we even got there that evening, wow, she was already she already knew what she couldn't what she couldn't eat. Okay, so it's a real so. personable experience, and they really take that luxury feel to the max. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure it's clear that Sandals is not sponsoring this yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. episode, but the truth is talk to anyone they've probably heard about sandals resorts you've seen the advertisements on tv or on the internet and you probably have a friend or family member who has been to a sandals resort like robin said they're all over the caribbean but the most they have seven resorts just in jamaica and they're really all over jamaica um and it's true they're a step above now you're paying for that you're paying for the brand you're paying for just how beautiful it is it kind of reminds me like Almost a little bit of Disney esque in that, like it's the grounds are so perfectly manicured. Um, little touches on the rooms, like uh, what is it? If you, oh shoot, okay, when you're in, like you know the do not disturb sign you hang. Well, they don't have that at Sandals. They have a button that you press, so your door lights up with a, a, a bright red button for do not disturb. And then when you're ready to allow 
room service in on your side you push the green button so okay so it's just, like just a, something li- little touches like that that make it pretty special yeah, also i would say my understanding is that a lot of they're very different it's not you're not going to get a standard cookie cutter kind of property where in the grill it's more of i would say um relaxing and chill hang out on the beach even like the nightly entertainment is it's good it's interesting it's fun but it's you're not you know there was no one dancing there's not mm-hmm. a you know a discotheque or anything like that so each property kind of has its own kind of flair going on a reason sure. why you would go there sure say sandals is not the only resorts in jamaica there's hundreds of resorts and they're they're very good with that said if your budget can afford sandals go for it give it a shot <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely it's definitely more of like the higher end right yeah absolutely um Within the Sandals brand, there's kind of a range of pricing, um, but there's definitely, uh, it's it's going to be higher end. One, one quick thought, um, just to add to what Robin said, Sandals can be confusing because each resort has like approximately 15 room categories within the resort. Oh, wow. Most resorts you're used to, garden view room, deluxe room, ocean yeah. view, partial ocean, ocean suite, or something like that. Sure. In Jamaica, they're very long, uh, drawn-out names that are extremely <laughs> specific, right? Like uh, mountain view, um, penthouse, club level, uh, tranquility suite with balcony soaking top, you know, or something <laughs> like that, right? It's it's pretty wild. But I would say it's for those who are actually looking at going and staying at a Sandals, it can be broken up into three main categories. There's the regular, the club level, and the butler. These butlers are actually trained at like uh, by the school of uh, England, and I don't know if they bring wow. like professors from the UK over to train these butlers. But that's crazy. they actually pack and unpack your suitcases for you. Really? When you get there. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, fascinating. That's, that's sandals for you. So you can't really talk about Jamaica without mentioning sandals. And R.I.P. Butch Stewart, the CEO of Sandals, who died. Uh, about a month ago. Very sad to see him go. He created a great brand. But Brian, what's your high? Mystic Mountain in Ocho Rios. So 90 minutes northbound. Uh, I'm sorry, going east, um, staying north. And once you arrive in uh, Montego Bay is a city called Ocho Rios. This is a really cool city. I highly recommend it for families. But Hey, anyone can go there, um, anniversary, honeymoon, whatever. They do have adults-only resorts. But what's great about Ocho Rios is they have a lot of great excursions nearby. A lot of activities and things to do. One of the key one I want to tell you about, which is my high of the trip, is Mystic Mountain. Mystic Mountain is where you go to experience the Jamaican bobsled oh, excursion. Yeah, yeah, there's a truly one, right? So you take a chairlift to the top of this mountain. Um, and then when you get there, you have a couple options. There's a gift shop. There's a whole history up there of the Jamaican bobsled team. And then um, there's a pool and slide. But the best part... Oh, there's also a zip line. But the best part is this. They have... Um, in, uh, well, we'll talk about this later. But they have like a an actual roller coaster that you ride in and you control the speed as you go down the mountain. It's pretty awesome. So when I hear the word sled, I immediately think snow. And there's no snow in Jamaica. So what is what is a bobsled? Yeah, so bobsled. So imagine like a track that goes through the trees, does lots of curves and dips and hills. And then think of a like a little um, 
some sort of car apparatus that hooks in securely to the track, and then two people can ride at a time. They have harnesses, and the person in front controls the speed of your car. Wow. And then, yeah, your, your sled, which is attached to the track like a roller coaster, goes down the hill at whatever speed you can handle. So, of course, I went full speed. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but... I mean, Mystic Mountain, it was like, oh, I would love to do that again. That was very cool. I did not get to zip line, though. Here, it's good. Wow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I think we're ready for our lows. So our lows, I think, uh, well, I have a low, and that was that the Rick's Cafe High Dive was closed. <laughs> so, Robin, can you tell our listeners what, what Rick's Cafe is? So Rick's Cafe is... Basically, you go, you have fun, you can eat, you can drink. It's just kind of like a big party. Um, they had a DJ when we were there. And then it's, I think, mostly famous for the cliff diving. Um, the highest cliff jump is 35 feet and 25 feet and then 10. But it's basically like you go there, you have fun, you enjoy, you eat, you drink. And it's just like a place to get away and have a great time. That, that's off resort where you can meet other people. And where is this located? This is in the grill. Okay. Yeah, so if you're in the grill, great. Definitely hit up Rick's Cafe. It is very famous. Just like Robin said, party atmosphere. That's absolutely, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Why was it your low? Yeah, well, there's the high dive, and I was like, all I was on the drive there, I was amping myself up to do this high dive. Yeah, yeah, sure. 35 feet. I I don't think I've ever jumped from that high. Yeah, I would never do that. (laughs) uh, I was ready for it, you know? And then we get there, and the seaweed was so bad, you couldn't see the water. All you saw was just a bed of seaweed. Man. So it was, they closed it. So I didn't get to uh, jump. When did you go? August. August. March of 2021. The water was stunning. Views were amazing. Wow. Well, it's also, Negril being on the west side, you get the sunset. Mm -hmm. I would have, yeah, seeing the sunset there is definitely worth staying for. So it's not the location itself that's a low, but just basically what happened. Uh, <laughs> right, with, right. With you, yeah, so. I was, it was very personal for me. I was upset. Yeah. <laughs> Could you like call ahead maybe and even ask them? Like if you're in Montego before you go on the trip to here, it's kind of a drive. Can you, you could probably call them in advance and make sure that everything's okay? Absolutely. That's great. I mean, do we, are we good with like, uh, do we want to roll it. into tips? Yeah, let's. And everyone, make sure, if you're still with us, stay tuned. Because after we get through the next two segments, we have an interview with my buddy Sean Pierre, who is a Jamaican. And the interview is very fun because he has a lot of great stories about Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. Tips from the travel agents. So my first tip is to get off property in Jamaica. So many of my clients go here. They stay at a gorgeous resort. They fall in love with it. They love the food, the people, the activities on property. And after a week of being there, they never actually leave. I recommend get off property, do an excursion, do something. They have many different... In every hotel, they have tour desks in the lobby where they can help you do that. So how does one get off the property? Do they take a taxi? Do they hire a driver? What's the, what's the go-to here? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to recommend that you do hire a driver. And, and generally speaking, you're going to hire a driver probably for the whole day or, okay. or at least half a day. So four hours or eight hours. So make a day of it. It's, yeah. And it's going to be a few hundred dollars to rent. It's going to be a nice vehicle with air conditioning. 
and a licensed driver. And that's that's key. Really recommend you do that. You're going to pay extra. Set that aside in the budget. Um, but but do a full day. Get, take one day just to get off property. I usually think if you're staying for a week around day three or day four, get off property, do something fun, go swim with dolphins, do the horseback ride, take a trip out to Kingston. We'll talk about that later. Or do Mystic Mountain or Dunn's River Falls, which I'm going to talk about. Is there a reason why you recommend a private driver over like a taxi? Yeah, well, taxis, um, with a, let me say this, with a private driver, you truly have that driver for the full day. And uh, that driver is, can be trusted with like your belongings in the car when you get out to go do something, right? You don't want to bring all your cash with you to go swim at the dolphins. You don't want to bring your laptop or all your cameras with you maybe. So it, the vehicle becomes somewhat of a... It's like a bus Black kind of box. Thing. Oh, I'd like to also just add for Rick's Cafe, you're not allowed to bring bags in. So that was something oh. that I didn't know in advance. So yeah. thankfully we had a driver and I could leave my bag in the car. But if you are talking with the group, you can't you know bring bring backpacks really in unless they like check them and go through them. Interesting. Okay. The prices are usually set by the tour company you're working with, usually within the hotel lobby, as opposed to a taxi who may change the rate on you partway through the day. And there's not a lot you can do there. Very cool. So our next tip is Club Mo Bay. Mo Bay stands for Montego Bay, and this is an airport luxury. Robin, can you explain what Club Mo Bay is? Yeah, absolutely. So when you get off the plane, if you have Club Mo Bay, you're going to see uh, Club Mo Bay representatives waiting at the bottom of the ramp for you. They'll have a Club Mo Bay sign with your name on it. They whisk you to the line for customs and immigration, um, and then you get to go hang out in the lounge while you wait for your transfer to the Club Mo Bay lounge. You'll have... Snacks, champagne, margaritas, you know, whatever you want. You can just kind of relax while you're waiting for your transfer. Super convenient, super easy. Um, again, you don't have to wait in line for customs and immigration wow. behind everyone else. Um, and then on the way back, when you do return, you get through expedited security. And then instead of hanging out in, you know, the typical boarding gates, again, you get to go to their lounge, hang out, eat, drink, relax. And it's just definitely worth the money, I think. Just makes everything a lot simpler. Yeah. So how much is this kind of service? Yeah. So on the inbound, when you arrive per adult, it's $50. That's five zero dollars per person. And then on the way out, it's $30. So that's amazing. Book it for 80 bucks wow. round trip. And it's less for kids. I, I forget exactly how much it is for kids. Especially with, yeah. like, with the security lines and everything like that, with customs integration, skipping those lines can really make a big difference, especially, Absolutely. If, especially if you have kids. Even if you don't have kids, that added convenience getting in to Jamaica or leaving Jamaica is definitely a a good perk. That's really cool. Next tip is Kingston. Kingston's not very close. Well, let me put it this way. There's two main airports in Jamaica, Kingston and Montego Bay. Majority of people fly into Montego Bay. I have ever only sent clients into Montego Bay. Our agency only sends clients into Montego Bay. That's really how you get to all the resorts. And it's where our best flights are from, from the U.S., uh, at least from our gateway in Northeast Ohio. I will say with Kingston, I often... Kingston really is a city. Yeah, it's the capital of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. Google it. I mean, look at tall, high-rise buildings. I often think of Kingston as a place that like locals fly into, as mm-hmm. well as like business people who are conducting business will fly into Kingston. Um, with that said, there are some touristy things to do there, including Absolutely. the Bob Marley Museum. Mm-hmm. The Blue Mountains, which is where the coffee comes from, 
and the National Gallery of Jamaica. I haven't been to Kingston. I hope my buddy Sean Pierre takes me there sometime. You'll get to hear from him later in this episode. But just to give you an idea on distance, from the Montego Bay Airport, it's about a two and a half hour drive to Kingston. However, if you're staying in Ocho Rios, which I mentioned earlier, where Mystic Mountain is and great family-friendly resorts, it's really only an hour and was it an hour and twenty or an hour and a half from uh, from Ocho Rios. So, uh, nope, just about an hour, hour and a half. And I think with like, if you want to go to Kingston and you want to make it a part of your itinerary, what I recommend you do is that you start your trip off in Kingston and do some of the activities in the area. If you want, or if you're a hiker, I highly recommend checking out Blue Mountains. If you like coffee, check out Blue Mountains. And some of the hikes can be strenuous depending on what route you go. And afterwards, at the end of your trip, you get rewarded with a nice re- relaxing time on the all-inclusive uh, resorts. And that's that's how I would do it personally. Like it. I did not get to check out the bioluminescent lagoon, but I've, I've heard great things about it. Will, you did some research on it. I did. Yeah. So it's basically the, what a bioluminescent bay is. It's a night activity where you get this shuttle service uh, that takes you out into these lagoons. And in these lagoons are these bioluminescent plankton. And when you interact with the water, whether you put your hand in or if you have an oar or something, anything that moves into the water, the water lights up into this beautiful blue color. And that's because this plankton is reacting to the movement in the water and glowing. And it's a really, truly unique experience that uh, not that you can see this kind of stuff in a few places around the world, but they're a dime a dozen. And the price points are actually really, really, really great. I mean, you can do this type of thing for anywhere from $12 to $25, depending on what kind of boat you take out into these lagoons. So it's a really cool uh, activity to do and truly, truly unique. Near Mystic Mountain in Ocho Rios is Dunn's River Falls. And that's my next tip. Do Dunn's River Falls and bring your own water shoes as well as bring your own waterproof camera, whether it be a GoPro or a newer iPhone. Dunn's River Falls is this majestic, beautiful, almost too good to be true waterfall that you get to climb up. You, oh, man. Water shoes are required. And you usually you the the whole goal is you you climb up it as a team. You link arms wow. like you grab each other's uh yeah arms and then you slowly make your way up at stopping for pictures along the way. It's it's you get Man. very wet. You do have to bring a bathing suit, but they have lockers to put your stuff in. So it's but like it's an so intense like creaking almost. Right, right, right. Um, although I've seen people of all ages do it, but it's definitely I was I mean I was uh, heaving at the top for sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Any idea how long that kind of hike would mm, be? Yeah, I mean the waterfall in of itself uh, that you do, I would say probably with all the stopping, um, probably took us, you know, we probably took an hour or or a little bit longer to get up it. I will say just getting ready and the changing rooms and walking to the place you need to go and learning how you do it, that all takes a good hour as well. Mm. So the whole thing takes about two hours, I would say. Totally. Okay. So once you get to the top, do you go back down or is there something nope. you take once, down? Once you get, actually, you start at the top, oh, you okay. walk you walk next to it. You don't. You only walk up the waterfall. People, it's only one way traffic. So you walk down a path, getting to see what you're about to walk up, and then once you're at the very bottom, then you get to climb up it. So I have two questions. One is where is this located, and two, what's the price of admission to do this? Yeah, so it's in Ocho Rios. 
And the price is going to be about $65 for a half day tour. That also includes transportation to and from your hotel. So Wow. Okay. So, I mean, if you're in Ochos Rios, you can do Mystic Mountain and you can do Duns, Rivers, Falls in like a, in a day, right? Yeah. I would recommend doing one in the morning, stopping for lunch and one in the afternoon as well. Cool. Very cool. Next two tips are have to do with food. Um, Scotch Bonnet Pepper is their super hot, famous pepper. I didn't try it because I can't go super hot. You guys know that. Yeah, it's but a little it, bit hotter than a habanero. I'm pretty okay. sure. That yeah, sounds, it's right around yeah. that range. I'm pretty sure. Seems tough. So if you want that, yeah, be careful. Maybe don't do it on the day before your flight. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I did notice there was a lot of rice and beans, and I loved that it. it was absolutely delicious. So much flavor in those mm. rice and beans. Yeah, yeah, I and love we that. we talk a lot more about food with in our interview with Jean Pierre. Absolutely. Um, I think the last two tips here are just about the different destinations. So Montego Bay is where you arrive. Uh, it's the main airport for tourists. And it's a very, very fun, energetic, party-centric, lot going on, a lot of things to see and do. Uh, you will enjoy Montego Bay, especially if you enjoy some more nightlife and a little more action. I would recommend Montego Bay. Now, 90 minutes south of Montego Bay is Negril. Negril, that's where, that's where you stayed, Robin, in Negril. Um, tell us a little bit about the beach and the feel of Negril. Oh, the beach is gorgeous. Um, famous Seven Mile Beach. Sandals Negril is literally steps from the water. Um, but Negril did have more of a chill vibe. The resort entertainment, I mean, they did have nightly entertainment, but everything kind of stopped at 10. Um, but if you're game for the beach if you're a beach person that's the place to go it was very chill very relaxed um just perfect atmosphere and then between montego bay and negril is lucy lucy is where all the swimming with the dolphins takes place um mostly there's other areas too and then the other popular area is ocho rios which we said is 90 minutes east of the airport great destination for a lot of activities i love sending families there they really enjoy um that and halfway between Ocho Rios and Montego Bay is Runaway Bay. Uh, that's also has some really great, uh, some pretty new resorts as well. Um, finally, there's Kingston, and we just say, hey, if you've been to Kingston and you have some cool travel ideas, we'd love to hear your comments uh, in the comments section. Tell us what you like about Kingston and what you recommend for our listeners. You said Lucy. Is that L U C Y or is there a different spelling to that? Yeah, it's spelled L U C E A and okay. it's pronounced Lucy. Okay, and that's where the dolphin swimming is. Right. I just like to chime in here because we did talk a lot about Sandals and the Grill. And so Sandals is couples only resorts. Right down the street is Beaches and the Grill. So if you're traveling with your family, can do Sandals. Beaches is right down the street. Gorgeous, still right on the same beach. Right. Beaches is owned by Sandals. So same parent company, same level of uh same level of accommodation and service that you expect, but it does allow children. Very good. I think we're ready for our standby items. Sweet. Let's roll into it. It's safety and other info with standby items. Here we go. We have a handful of just kind of random standby items. And Will, would you be game to take our standby items? Yeah, I can speak on a few of them. So first thing to note, um, if you decide you want to rent a car or you want to try driving in Jamaica, note that they drive on the left side of the road. So they kind of follow the British territories of driving and it might be a little difficult if you've never driven on the left side of the road. Another thing to note is that if you are trying to plan what kind of outlets are going to be in Jamaica, 
uh, well, they have U.S. plugs. So if you are from the United States, you'll be able to make that transition real nice and smooth. A fun fact to know about uh, Jamaica is that marijuana is decriminalized there. And what that means for you is that if you are in, interested in smoking weed, uh, you can carry around two ounces uh, and you'll be fine. Uh, any any more than that is when you'll start to get into, into trouble. And I think um, Jean-Pierre talked a little bit about how there's also going to be some kind of cafes reminiscent of like Amsterdam and stuff that you can have a nice chill time with. I definitely noticed people on the beach who were happy to sell you some. Like uh like all resorts. Kind of, yeah, like all <laughs> resorts, but not pushy whatsoever. Sure, sure. And uh very kind. I feel like like you go to the DR, you go to Mexico, it's usually like harder drugs on the beach. Mm, gotcha. But yeah, Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary Jane. <laughs> um there are some new over the water bungalows in Jamaica. I say yes. new like the last five years. They're really gorgeous. Mm. Keep on, over the water bungalows were really only in French Polynesia. Yeah. So you had to fly like, I don't know, from here in the Midwest, like 16 hours yeah. total travel Absurd time to time. get there. And then um, and that was the only way to do it. But they found a way. I don't know if it's because of the coral reefs, how they block large waves or whatever. I think it might be because there's actually two uh, trenches that are on each side of Jamaica. And because of that, Jamaica is elevated and the waters are some of the most shallow waters in all of the Caribbean. So maybe that's how they were able to do it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are shallow and they're beautifully clear. And I got to tour some of those over the water bungalows. I know Wow, the one I toured, um, it was a sandals property, but I believe it starts at $3,100 per night and it's a minimum of three nights you must book. Sure. Sure. 3,000 a night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of clients were doing like um, three nights over the water and then the, the next four nights in just like a regular room. So, Wow, yeah. I'd rather just go to, to French Polynesia. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Our last standby item is route taxis. Don't do it. <laughs> Why is that? Can't, I can't in all good conscience tell you to ride one. So a route taxi is basically a sedan in general they're usually older and quite beat up and they just go from point a to point b and back all day long in a route taxi you hop on just like a public bus you hop on wherever you get on and you take it to exactly where you want to get off but they cram you into this five-seater sedan any way possible to fit as many people in there as possible i'm talking children on laps people squeezed together the price is so <laughs> cheap, which is great, but I see I happen to be in one with a driver who was flying around steep cliff drop-offs at night. It was pretty insane. Oh, man. That sounds insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so excited for our interview with my buddy Sean Pierre from the Jamaican Tourism Board. He's got great tips for Jamaica. You will fall in love with this guy. I uh, hope hope they get him here in the studio someday. Yeah, absolutely. It's interview, it's interview, it's interview you know, when you're a travel agent, a bunch of people want to come into your office and tell you how great their uh, resort or country is. And it's usually a drag. But I will say... It was one guy I always looked forward to whenever he came in our office. 
and that is Sean Pierre from the Jamaican Tourism Board. Sean Pierre, how are you doing? Hello, how are you today, sir? <laughs> can I can I hear a wagwan? Wagwan popcorn. We That's went. exactly what we would yeah, say. Yeah. Wag, wag on popcorn. I remember yeah. Jean-Pierre and I got to go to Jamaica together a couple of years back. I think it was 2019. It was August. Uh, it was hot, but beautiful. And it was crazy hearing you speak the, what do you call it? The Jamaican Patois. Patois. Yes, 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 yes. He just kind of yes, kicked it out. And I thought I would understand them. Like, well, it's probably based on English, right? But I really couldn't pick up anything you said unless it was like an English word, like KFC. <laughs> <laughs> like KFC. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So oh, KFC. we have to tell him about the KFC story. Oh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, before the intro, let's talk about KFC. <laughs> Dude, who are you? Where are you from? Where have you been? What do you do now? Where are you standing right now? Tell us about yourself. So my name is, well, as you introduced, my name is Jean-Pierre Webster, and I'm with the Jamaica Tourist Board. I'm actually in Jamaica right now as we speak, um, but I do live in the Chicago area right now, but I am in sunny Jamaica right now where it is beautiful. The ocean is out there just glistening, and I would like to be in it, but I'm out here. I'm, I'm on the phone talking to you guys, So, but I'll get to it a little bit later this afternoon. Um, but it's a wonderful day here in Jamaica and I just wish everybody could come and experience it in the way that I know Jamaica. What so, was yeah. what was it like growing up there? Like what do you guys do? What's what's Christmas and Thanksgiving tradition? Probably don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, I think it's it's very similar to a lot of Western cultures, um, which I think many people don't know, but then we do have um we do have our own Caribbean traditions. For example, there is a drinking of sorrel that accompanies every every Christmas holiday. And sorrel, to some people here, is uh, a herb. But to us, it's actually a little different. It's, it's a flower. Um, if you're familiar with Mexico you or Mexican cuisine, there is something called... Um, Flor de Jamaica, which is a drink that they drink in Mexico. However, it's from Jamaica. However, we make it a little bit differently and we make it with overproof white rum and spices. And that's a part of our Christmas tradition, as well as eating um, fruitcake, which is also a little different, which is more styled to the English pudding, prune pudding. Um, and it's made with red wine and rum as well so those are some christmas traditions that i look forward to every year rum is definitely a theme in jamaica uh eager to chat more about that but go ahead (laughs) yeah of course no of course definitely so when we think about jamaica we often think jerk chicken i'm just curious did you grow up like eating it weekly or daily or or what like what are you really eating on a day-to-day basis growing up in jamaica so Jamaica is actually a very big melting pot here in the Caribbean um, where our actual motto, our national motto is out of many one people. And so what that means is that you have an exposure to several different styles of cuisine. So everything from European-based um, cuisines to 
Spanish, um, sorry, to Indian cuisines, as in East Indian cuisines, um, and then things like jerk as well, and African cuisines as well. So lots of stews, um, ground provisions, which include stuff like roots and tubers, like yams, yams, chocho, and that sort of thing. Um, European dishes such as pasta um, and roast chicken. So it, it's, it's a variety of things that are made here from our Indian culture. We have our curries or rotis or dal. So Growing up in Jamaica, you are exposed to several different styles of cuisine, um, but a lot of your diet also includes grow what you eat and eat what you grow. So if you're coming here, jerk is something that we probably have on the weekends or, you know, once a week or something like that, but it's definitely not something that you eat every day. And jerk is actually a more a method and style of cooking than it is actually a flavor. So you have to look out for things like that when you're talking to a Jamaican. What's your uh, favorite meal? My favorite? I don't have favorites. This world has <laughs> too many things for me to have favorites. Sure. But I do. But I do enjoy when I come back home to Jamaica. Every time I come back, there are a couple meals that I must have. One of which is called stew peas, which is a um, kidney bean dish made with coconut milk and pig's tail. Um, yes, you heard me right, pig's tail. Uh, there's also escovish fish, which is a, fr- a deep fried whole fish, and it is. Um, made with a sauce, the Escobie sauce, which comes from the Spanish style of cooking, uh, which is made from a pickle. It's a pickle that's made with vinegar, carrots, scotch bonnet peppers, um, pimentos, and allspice berries. So that's another thing that I love to have every time I come here. And then obviously there is this famed Jamaican favorite, um, which is oxtail, um, braised oxtail with rice and peas or curry goat. Yes. Oh, curry yeah. goat. I and did curry roti. goat. That was yes. actually my first yes. time ever having it. That was delicious. I did it in the grill. That was delicious. Um, so, yes. Chump, you're making me you- hungry. <laughs> So, well, we could just talk about food this whole no, time. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I, I, you're our local, and this is big because as travel agents, obviously, we're you know we're going to stay up to date. We're going to stay up to date on all the resorts in Montego Bay, Negril, Ocho Rios. Uh, what's that other area? Runaway Bay. Um, but I don't know much about Kingston. I've always been fascinated by it. You wanted to take me there, but you didn't get to just because of time when we were there together. But I, I will go back. I'm going to promise you that. And I'd like to go with you if, if you'll accept it. And uh, I'm just curious. Let's say someone came to visit you. You got to take mm-hmm. off your work hat and you got to mm-hmm. just... Go to places that you found fascinating. Where would, because you're not, I'm guessing you're not going to take people to the beautiful Sandals Resorts in Montego Bay and the Grill. Uh, I'm curious, what are you going to do on your local tour? So, pretty much just like actually what I did with you, but minus the resorts. So, we're going to go to things. My first stop always, um, even for my agents, when I get a chance to take them to the island, we make sure to stop at a supermarket. And how I, the supermarket, I think, is an unlikely or unheard of thing for most people. Like, why on God's life are you taking us to a supermarket? 
But a supermarket is the cultural center of any destination um, that you go to because it people are what they eat. Um, a lot of how we express ourselves culturally are through our foods and the way we operate and go about life. Um, we purchase things in the supermarket. So when I'm able to take people to the supermarket, I'm able to do a a comprehensive um, summary of the destination and its cultural aspects through its food, through items it's, they purchase, um, just to go about everyday life. So the supermarket is definitely on the list. Um, the the jerk stop is definitely on the list. Uh, the beach, many of our different beaches are there from our black sand beaches to our white sand beaches and our brown sand beaches, our golden sand beaches. That's definitely there. A waterfall, if you've never been to a waterfall in Jamaica, um, I would definitely encourage you to go to them because it's not like the waterfalls anywhere else. Um, you know, they're not just water spouts going over. Dundrava Falls is 600 feet of cascading water um, that empties right out into the ocean. So I'd definitely be taking you there. Um, and I would definitely be taking you to meet the people. I think Jamaica's greatest asset is its people. Um, we're such a friendly, warm, welcoming people. And we want to show you how to dance. We want to show you how to eat and be a part of our musical and, 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 and dance heritage, which is something that's pretty popular across the world. So those are some definite stops. And I'm, I do have more, but... We can't talk forever here. So, but those are some of the definite stops that I'd want to include for anybody that I am taking to Jamaica to experience the destination, the people, the food, the whole entire works. See, that's what's so cool about traveling with you is you have these areas to take people that they would never really know. I think a, how do I say this? I think as a travel agent, when I send people to Jamaica, as much as I want them to ex have a great experience and a cultural experience, the truth is it's as easy as to put them at a beautiful, all-inclusive resort and just have them stay there for a week. They, there's plenty of stuff to do there. They eat, they drink, they enjoy the specialty restaurants, they enjoy the beach, the water, etc. And then it's sad to say... While they have a great time in Jamaica, they never actually leave the safety of the hotel grounds. Um, some of that might be fear. Some of it might be just unknown or not really knowing what's out there, what's to do. Yes, my question is, let's say you're a family, you have some kids, young kids, you're not quite, you're not quite game just to hop in a... Uh, what are those taxis called that you kind of hey, like? It's like a pool. Well, so, <laughs> no, man. So what I would say is definitely for first time travelers, for first time travelers, obviously some those things, whether they are traveling across Europe, Africa, Antarctica, Australia, it doesn't matter. Um, for first time travelers, just hopping out and going to explore um, without a knowledgeable guide isn't recommended regardless of the destination. Um, so it's great to have those resources available to you on the resort. And you should explore. You should never just go to, to a resort and enjoy just the amenities of the resort. It's the easy thing to do, but it's not, it's not 
the real reason behind travel. I mean, when people travel, people travel for the excitement of the destination. It's about discovering somewhere new. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a little sanitized or, 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 or what's the word I'm looking for? But let's just use sanitized for now. It's a little sanitized for the, for resort purposes. Um, but when you go outside, you get the full effect of the culture, which is really the greatest thing about travel. And that's why when you were with me, I encouraged you and we went off property to do things as well to make sure that you understood that the destination is a safe destination um, and that you can go about just like you would anywhere else. But we made sure in your case that you had a guide and that guide was me. Uh, we did Dungeon Falls together. We did jerk chicken together. We went to local, local eateries together. Patties. We had a patty together. Remember when we had a patty together? No. We went out and bought What's patties. a patty? Well, oh dear Jesus. <laughs> Will, I hope you're editing this part out. <laughs> well, I just forget. Are you the saying patty, patty, like a beef patty? Yes, the beef patty. Patty, we got. Patty. But anyway, you, do you mean burgers? <laughs> no, no, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh man. my lord. Oh yeah, Jamaican <laughs> beef patties. I see them. Yep, we had those. I, I agree. Oh dear. Anyway, anyway, so that's <laughs> they what look I'm like saying. Samosas. So they do look like samosas, but they're much bigger than a samosa, or and much bigger than an empanada. So as I, as I was saying, you know. You have to get off property to explore the property, to feel the people, to actually feel and live the destination. It is safe to do. Um, but as I said, if you're a first-time traveler, you want to make sure that you have a guide um, guiding you through that. And if you have traveled a lot, you can feel free to do it. But as it's always important to do your research, to know where you're going, to know what you're, what you want to accomplish and how you want to accomplish it and get some feedback on it before actually doing it. And that goes, that applies with any destination. So I'm happy Robin's here because I want to talk about KFC. Uh, Robin okay. has a, I'm going to call it a travel, not a quirk, <laughs> a, a tradition where you want to visit a KFC in every country you visit. And I think this is great because I think there are actually way worse traditions, like people who buy spoons or Mac that's like me. I, um, think, I think that's a great tradition. Yeah, exactly. And it was funny because I think because you're going to keep it consistent to KFC in each country, you're then going to be able to have a better grasp of, what makes each KFC unique because you know what to expect kind of in the countries you've been. So that that's pretty cool. But uh, when I was in Jamaica with Jean-Pierre, it was one of the last nights of our trip and uh, we were at the, you know, all inclusive property that had all the food you could ever want in their big, beautiful buffet. And Jean-Pierre said, Hey Brian, let's walk over to KFC. And so we, we'd left the resort grounds um, security guards waving us goodbye as we ventured off into the, you know, unsecure uh, air, uh, not unsecure air. The uh, We left the security of the all-inclusive resort uh, into just the public air, public city of Montego Bay. And immediately I kind of fell in love with it. I'm like, man, I wish I would have been here this whole time as opposed to just being inside the resort grounds. 
but why did you take me to that KFC in Montego Bay? Well, KFC is a part of the Jamaican weekend tradition um, where on Fridays, you know, everybody tries to go to KFC because it's a meal that you don't have to prepare. Um, it's already prepared for you. But Jamaica's KFC is rumored to be um, one of the most profit generate. well, one of the bigger profit centers for KFC across the world. The one in Montego Bay is also rumored to have had the most sales in 24 hours. But there's just something about the way we fry chicken that is different from everywhere else. We also have a flavor that's called hot and spicy, which is thebomb.com. And that is actually one of my traditions every time I come back home, um, which is on my schedule to do tomorrow. I have to get some KFC at 3 <laughs> meal deals before i go so yeah i think i reminded so, you along, well as a guy who's just along, I'm, I'm very indifferent with kfc i really don't have a strong opinion about it I, I think it's it's fine um i will say that was the greatest kfc of my life okay wow. no problem it was also a cultural experience it. because it was very busy and i was the only non-jamaican was good well, I'm for not me. sure I you were it. the only non-Jamaican, but I do know you were the only tourist in there that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, one more thing. You talked about how the motto is, from many, we are one. Is that it? Out of many, one people. Okay, it was way off. Um, I remember you took me to Dunn's River Falls, and you introduced me to a Chinese man who was Jamaican. Born in Jamaica, uh, did not speak Chinese. Maybe he did. But that's besides the point. Oh, okay. <laughs> he spoke five languages. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But when he opened his mouth yeah. and spoke, like, with the same accent that you have, I almost fell over. I, I couldn't quite believe it. Correct. Um, so, Jamaica, as I said, out of many one people. Um, so, it's sometimes even hard for people to grasp, even when they see me, that I am Jamaican because they don't, they assume that Jamaicans look all look the same. But my question to people whenever they say that is, well, what does an American look like? And an American has very, you have a bunch of different looks for an American um, in today's day. So it's the same that applies to Jamaica. Jamaica has both or African heritage that produces, produces um, a certain look we have or European heritage, we have our mixed heritage, we have our Chinese and Indian heritage. And as I said before earlier, it all comes into our cuisine as well. Growing up, you know, Chinese New Year in February, Gong Yi Fat Choi, um, wasn't something that was uncommon to me growing up in the in a Caribbean setting. Um, it's there, there are other things like Diwali that we celebrated as well, mm -hmm. which paid homage to our Indian heritage. So a lot of these things, uh, that's the greatest thing I think about the Caribbean culture. And it's what makes us such a welcoming people because we've had to meld all these different cultural practices together to right. make one happy island. So definitely, that's, that's, that's my, one of the things I'm so proud of that's about great. being Jamaican. Yep. So can we um, wrap it up with some rapid fire questions? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you ever met Usain Bolt? No. <laughs> okay. So I think you'd have a story. <laughs> have you ever met? Any, 
Have you ever met any of Bob okay. Marley's kids? Many. You've met them? Yes. Okay. That's great. That's awesome. Is there a story? <laughs> there's no... So what you will... There's something that you should know about Jamaica. Jamaica is not a starstruck destination. So the affinity paid to celebrities... In the U.S. culture, is very different from what we do here, which is why a lot of them come here to get away because if people see you, they're just like, "Hey, what's up? All right, bye." <laughs> so, yeah, I've met Junior Gong, Stephen Marley, and Ziggy Marley. That's pretty cool. Wow. Um, is, yeah. Is marijuana legal? It's decriminalized, um, so you can be caught. If you are caught with less than two ounces on you for personal use, you're good to go. So, yes, it's decriminalized. And if you are traveling to Jamaica, there are several, um, what you call them, coffee shops. Like you have in Amsterdam, you have several coffee shops um, that you could go by to procure it legally. So, yeah, and you can either get them in loose buds or you can get them pre-rolled. Uh, next question. How many times today have you smoked marijuana? No, I'm just joking. No, I'm I have kidding. never I'm smoked. I know you haven't. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Do hurricanes in Jamaica occur? Yes, every year. Every year. Do you so have a time like, of no. year that you, you, you would suggest people go? For a hurricane? All year. Every, <laughs> like if you want to see the best the hurricane. Point, Will. <laughs> If you want to see the best hurricane, come during this time. No, um, you can travel at any point in time to Jamaica and it will be fine because we don't know. I don't have the diary of when um, hurricanes are coming. We have a general idea, just like we have an idea of when snow should hit. But does it necessarily snow? Yes, it, that's up to Mother Nature. Um, but the hurricane period is from um, June it's from June to December. So it's basically half the year. But um, you can come at any point in time and have a great vacation right, just right. to I agree. I agree with it's, that. Yeah. Don't let, hur- don't let so-called hurricane season stop you from going in November. Correct. And that's why we have travel insurance. Oh, that's good. Why is it so laid back? I, as I mentioned before, it's because of our... Multi or um, a, a plural cultural setting that we have the multiplicity yeah. in 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 ethnicities that are here yeah. that all have to live together and we just have to make it one great place to be to, to like, feel a vibe, hold a vibe, and that's, party. That's a yeah, good man. answer. I have two more. Is the tap water safe to drink? Absolutely. Jamaica's tap water is probably one of the best tap waters out there in the world. Um, it, it's, it's almost as good as Fiji. Like, I put Jamaica's tap water right next to Fiji water. And oh. I, 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 Fiji water is good water. So you must know. <laughs> Wait, I have one more real one than another joke one. <laughs> sure. My last real one is if I'm a diehard fan of cool runnings the jamaican bobsled Mm -hmm. group is there any Mm -hmm. way i can fulfill that craving of course (laughs) you can 
I don't, you know, you think it's a joke, but it's actually a real thing. Uh, it's called Mystic Mountain. And I, we did it, Brian. We did it yeah, together. Yeah, and we met, we met oh a German God. guy who was Jamaican. <laughs> he, he looked like... Uh, he looked like a, like one of my friend's dads, and yet when he opened up his mouth, it was like when you opened up your mouth, it was crazy. So, um, yes, you can go bobsledding in Jamaica. Um, it's called the Mystic Mountain Experience. You go up 700 feet up the mountainside on what's called a sky explorer overlooking the great town of Ocherias and the mountains of St. Anne in the back. When you get up to the top, you uh, you get a chance to either go ziplining or you can just hop straight into the bobsled and do that track through Jamaica's forest. And it's a great experience. I suggest if you have a friend that doesn't like roller coasters, this is a great way to introduce them to it because it somewhat simulates the experience, but you control the speed. Um, and so it's just a great and wonderful experience to be a part of. So I would definitely recommend if you want to be a part of Jamaica's bobsled team, learn the history and then actually put the experience into life, um, into our real life experience. You want to definitely stay in the Ocherios area or make sure you plan a day trip to Ocherios and do both Dunjava and the Mystic Mountain experience. My last question. Where in Jamaica, sure. where in Jamaica can I get a sweatshirt? <laughs> At a gift shop? <laughs> Any no, you, gift shopping? No, you said last time I was there, you said like you really can't find one. Uh, we couldn't find any. There were no sweaters. There were no sweatshirts. Uh, unless they've changed. Oh, well, it, most resort gift shops have um, sweatshirts. For when um, you fly home? And, and take, <laughs> for when you fly home. Oh, you're going back to Milwaukee here. We made you a sweatshirt. <laughs> like what's the coldest it's ever got? Like it's um, it's just not. I don't think it's cold it's enough. On average, eighty. It's on average 85, 85 degrees. Brian, every year I bring beanies into your office that oh, say okay. Jamaica in my head. <laughs> that's that's so, fair. That's yes. fair. So yes, don't worry. We have Jamaica hoodies. But I remember I was talking with you and our driver, and I and I said, "What's the coldest it's ever been?" And you both thought about it, and then the driver said. Do you remember that one year when it got down to like 67? <laughs> yes, that? that's terribly cold. <laughs> that terribly one year. Cold in <laughs> that one year. I'm just saying, I see it, why sweatshirts it, wouldn't sell. <laughs> it wouldn't sell outside of the resort because people wouldn't necessarily be buying them. No. So inside no. the resort, you can get, all right, everyone, listen up. Inside the resorts, you can get your sweatshirts, your beanies. Your sweaters, your long johns, but once you leave with the, where the local shop, you're probably not going to find them. Jean Pierre, yeah. thanks so much. You yeah. have any last minute words or encouragement for people to come hop on one of the very many flights to Jamaica these days? Well, I would definitely want to say everybody should come to Experience Jamaica. Don't just come for the beach. Come for the food. Come for the people. Come for the good vibes and come for the party. I mean, Jamaica is party central. We know how to have a good time. We'll show you how to have a good time. Um, so come down, enjoy yourself, eat a, eat a ton, and, and, and 
let yourself go to experience a new culture and a new destination. Um, so yes, that's definitely my word of advice to anybody that wants to travel and come to Jamaica. Jean-Pierre from the Jamaican Tourism Board. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you, sir. You are welcome, sir. And T, big up yourself, as always. You know, one thing that makes this podcast unique from other travel podcasts is that we're actually travel agents and we work for a travel agency. My great-grandfather started a travel agency over 100 years ago and we have the pleasure of working there now as travel agents. The yep. travel agency is called Kima Travel. You can find us online at www.kima.travel. Kima spelled C-H-I-M-A. And the best part is that when you support Kima Travel by letting us book your trips, you're also supporting this podcast. So you get our great service as travel agents and you're supporting your favorite travel podcast. Absolutely. And if you're not interested in booking a trip right now, but you want to support the show, you can find us at buymeacoffee.com. And you can find our particular page in the description below. We are at buymeacoffee.com slash the travel agents. We're the travel agents. That's the end of our show. Make sure to comment and subscribe before